Alright, welcome to our first episode of Fanboys and Features. Uh, I'm your co-host, Luca Zhang. And I'm Andrew Thompson. Today, uh, we'll be talking about um, Justice League, the Snyder Cut. A long, long time coming. Yeah, dude, I've been waiting for, like, a little bit. I don't know. How, when was it announced again, Lucas? I don't exactly remember, because I remember, I remember in 2017 when the... Uh, yeah, Justice League the came out then. Joss yeah. Whedon, the original the Justice League uh, cut, as I've heard <laughs> it referred to as, came out. And then, <laughs> obviously, very... I thought, personally, that it was just, just painstakingly mediocre. It wasn't t- as bad as Suicide <laughs> Squad, but definitely nowhere near as good, in my opinion, as Wonder Woman. Yeah, dude. Did not like the look of Steppenwolf at all. Uh, just looked weird. A little too humanoid, just uncanny valley-esque yeah just, i remember as soon as it came out i just i was browsing just instagram and twitter and everyone was just shouting for it release the snyder cut release yes. the snyder cut and it was like as if as this the, the concept was, of the snyder cut was like a reoccurring thing but it really mm-hmm. it only happened one time after batman v superman was released i know right and it was like warner brothers didn't want this thing to actually come out because imagine the massive embarrassment that'll be if they realized yeah, yeah, we have this better version that we could have used, but now we like to screw over our audience. Yeah, because, like, I remember... Because they wanted the uh, the original cut. They said they wanted... The Warner Brothers wanted the capped at two hours. Yeah. And it was like... I remember just all the characters... Uh, just got... It was just choppy. No, I didn't care about anyone. And I just left the... I think most people agreed, like, when... It was just meh. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah, it was pretty meh. meh. It, it's pretty obvious that they just decided, oh, yeah, we want our own Avengers to compete, and they just skipped, like, introduction films for other characters and just wanted to get straight to the point. Yeah, we got Avengers too. Just yeah. that's the main selling point. It's, it's really, like, it's like Marvel. Huh. All the Marvel-isms when, like, Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. all his, like, the, you know, the quirky humor oh, and God. stuff like that, the more, like, lightheartedness. The, just kind of oh yeah, something's definitely bleeding. Oh, oh get it? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and Orly Flash not knowing what brunch is, and or him trying to do a race with Superman at the end. Okay, like, wait, wait, wait. I like that though, right? I mean, it was fun. I just didn't. It didn't Ugh. feel like. I didn't. I didn't need it. Like if yeah. it was there, it wouldn't. Whether it was there or wasn't there, my opinion on the movie wouldn't have changed. Yeah. But, it felt like Superman also did way too much of the work near the end because it was like he was literally carrying the entire team on his back near the end. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to save everyone. I'm going to pull apart the mother boxes. I'm going to kill Steppenwolf. It's like that, like he, you know, became the team at the end, which wasn't the point of Justice League. It's like, why introduce all these characters when Superman is just going to do all your crap for you? Yeah, like in, in general, I know, like, I kind of feel, even with the Snyder Cut, I feel like even Superman is still, like, extremely OP. So I guess we can transition. Oh, God, but they make it look so cool, though. I I like the black suit. We'll get into that later. But uh, I think we can both agree that the Snyder Cut is leaps and bounds so much better better. than the original cut. I mean, just so so much much better. better. My biggest problem with the original cut is, like, None of the relationships between the characters, the character arcs themselves, they didn't. We didn't get to see them like fully develop. Like, yeah, that's why the, we like the original comic book characters too, because they're yeah. so fleshed out. They have their own comics. They have their own character arcs that we've seen before, time, told time, time again. 
And, you know, we were so excited to see how are they going to tell them this time, but they didn't say jack shit about it in the Josh Sweden version. Yeah, because I think this, the DC, the DCU, the DCU, uh, DCEU, whatever. <laughs> just, the just whole, DC. The DC characters, I think they're facing a, more, a lot, a really significant uphill battle when in comparison to Marvel, because in Marvel, they took, they stretched out everyone's plot arcs, like, like character arcs over a couple movies before they brought mm-hmm. them together. We had Iron Man 1 and 2. We had Thor. Captain America Captain 1. America. That's the it. first Avenger. Yeah. We had Hulk. Yeah. Until, until they switched out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but we got... He had about all those movies leading mm-hmm. up until the first Avenger, Avengers, but... With the DC... With um, DC, we had, we had Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that was it. Batman v Superman. Oh, do we? Should we even count that, though? Or? I mean, yeah. I mean, it takes place in the movie, but... Yeah, it's more of a prequel because Don Justice yeah. is in the title. And we got... And, uh... We got Wonder Woman? I think that came out... That came out after Batman v Superman as, like, a link between... Yeah, it came out after... I guess it's, it's not... Uh-huh. I mean, we still got... I feel like Batman v Superman was more like Batman's movie. Him, yeah. like, in his, like, disdain for Superman and, like, <laughs> other pow- like powerful, like, meta-humans like him. Oh, my God. I thought that was so stupid when he, in that movie, was just like, there's even a 1% chance he's a threat. Dude, we gotta kill him, bro. That I mean, that's like saying if there's a 1% chance that a kid on a school bus is going to be a mass murder, just blow up the whole damn bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I think I like the direction they were taking with Batman v Superman. With like, I wish they rolled like that's that's Zack Snyder, like yeah. all the the desaturated colors, the slow mo, the slow down version of those like different songs. They yeah, used. yeah, dude. And I think I don't know. Regardless of what do you think? Of, regardless of what do you think of Joss Whedon? Regardless of what you think of Zack Snyder? They both have very distinct styles. Definitely. So true. I don't, and they don't exactly go well together. Oh, that was the main problem with the first Justice League version is just they tried to incorporate both visions because, you know, unfortunately, Zack Snyder had to deal with the death of his daughter. Yeah, really, uh, really tragic mm-hmm. um, stuff that, you know, I'm, hope, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know what that's like, but... Mm-hmm. But it definitely does something to a person, and they obviously can't function normally when making a movie yeah. that requires your full focus. So it definitely wasn't Zack Snyder's fault. No, of course not. Definitely not. Definitely not. I just, I think they should have just waited. They were better off just waiting. Or try to bring in a director who had a, sim- who had a similar vision or somehow mm-hmm. get the directors together yeah. to agree on, which is the same similar problem I had with uh, the, the Star Wars sequel trilogy of going from Force Awakens to The Last Jedi. It's just totally two directors two directors clearly with completely different visions. Right. And I think that's the same problem here, going from Batman v Superman to Justice League. You had Batman v Superman almost like a political drama dealing with what if super powerful beings existed, how would like our society react versus... Society. Live in a society. <laughs> versus, we gotta talk about that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Versus uh, Justice League was just... 
Avengers 2.0. Typical action flick. It's just like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to come over and destroy the world for no just, reason. Just hollow. It's yeah, just really hollow. hollow. Yeah, but, so, yeah, let's, let's talk about... Let's, so talk let's, about let's get into the, the Snyder Cut for real. <laughs> um, for me, the biggest, I guess, the three biggest differences for me, one, we get, we get like a better arc with Steppenwolf. Oh, yeah, dude. Cyborg has an arc. Arguably, I know. Arguably, and, and The Flash. I, I would argue Cyborg and The Flash are the two most important characters in this movie. Dude, they were the power couple in the movie. Yeah, for sure. Those two... But I guess uh, I guess we can start with Steppenwolf. Yeah, let's let's talk First about it. First of all, he looks so cool. Oh I my love word. the design, in my opinion. Dude, it's just like it's like if you look at the original design of Steppenwolf, where he has like it's, horns, it, it was just it's just, always been like some man. dude. Yeah, it's always been just some dude man. in Viking armor. But yeah. then they're like, okay, what if we make him into a big ass beast? Just way more intimidating. Yeah, and I love the armor because it's. You know, it's sentient. It spikes up yeah, when he goes like, attack, defense mode. Yeah, almost has like a... Yeah, like like when he's getting ready to fight, almost the spikes pop out, almost yeah. like and has has a mind of its own. Yeah, and like, you know, it kind of like acts like fur. You know when a dog like fur spikes up in the back when he sees something that's threatening and Steppenwolf sees Wonder Woman's fur, metal whatever spikes, so it was like, Amazon, <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> I smell the box on you. <laughs> I thought that was too weird, man. When he's like, "I smell it on you." I thought yeah, that was like their a obsession little... with scent. Yeah. <laughs> it's the par- as if the bundle boxes like have an odor. I know that you know, was kind of odd. I smell it on you. Fear they can they can smell it. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, dude. his arc. I think him like he had some some kind of fallback with Darkseid mm. yeah. way back. I was. I don't. I don't know much. I'm not super familiar with the DC comics and like the origins of Darkseid and how Steppenwolf kind of plays into that. But we know, based off what we saw in the movie, something happened between Steppenwolf and Darkseid. Dark Steppenwolf kind of fell out of grace, and mm-hmm. now he's trying to basically like he's trying to prove himself, right? And redeem himself to Darkseid, saying he's worthy. Yep, he's ready to come home. And it's like I wish they talked about what Steppenwolf did exactly. I, yeah, I think. Some yeah, I mean, four hours. I wish they could have added a couple minutes yeah. just to show us. Because we got like two minutes of Joker for crying out loud. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that yes, near the end. I but. know. All right, we'll talk about. St- well, can we talk a little bit about Dark Side? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind. Of, that's kind of what I get to next. Yeah. It's not the trip. They really oversold. They <laughs> did. What Dark Side? I was going to be because I remember that scene where one woman is talking about the history of the mother boxes mm-hmm. and that ancient war, like the alliance between the Atlanteans, men, the Green Lanterns, and, and the uh, Amazons. Yeah. The, in the Joss Whedon's version, it was uh, Steppenwolf who led that whole attack, but in this movie, it was Darkseid. It was like, oh, like I was thinking, okay, maybe, like, maybe, like, we're going to get a lot of Darkseid in this movie because in the original cut, think steppenwolf only just mentioned him once yeah yeah he, he just said for dark side like one time yeah in, in movie, yeah he's you we see him he looks yeah. incredible i think he looks really cool yeah like i his, like his, his voice his design is great mm-hmm. 
my only complaint about Dark Side is he did not put his hands behind his back. Zero out of ten. Worst Dark Side adaptation I've ever we seen. Got, we got the Omega Beams, though. Oh, the, the we got one we Omega Beam. We got the Omega Beams. <laughs> but, but it's like we saw another time where, like, you know, he kind of, like, is, like, eyes are a little hazy after killing Lois Lane or whoever yeah. Superman's holding. And he's kind of, like, putting his hands on Superman, like, hey, babe. Yeah. So, a little suggestive. A little... Yeah. Wasn't entirely yeah, yeah. What what do you mean by that, Zack Snyder? What were you going for? Hmm? I don't know. But no. yeah, um, dark, yeah, Dark Side. They only showed what was shown in the trailers. He, yeah, you know, he went to Earth and then he left Earth. He died. He forgot where Earth was for some weird reason. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was just you know a bit of an interesting plot hole, but, you know, it didn't worry too much about it because that, it kind of plays into why Darkseid is now so invested in Earth because it has the anti-life equation. Yeah, because that, that battle scene that happened when Wonder Woman was narrating, that was on that was on Earth, right? Yeah, yeah, that was on Earth. Yeah, that was on Earth. So, and then, yeah, you're right, I guess, and apparently Darkseid forgot yeah that made no sense like how do you how do you forget where your ass was beaten like yeah like dude if i remember if i were to walk outside my apartment i would turn the corner and someone mug me beat me i remember not to go to that corner again yeah but then dark side i don't, I don't know maybe maybe they'll explain it or they were supposed to explain justice league 2 but i still don't quite see it, it it's yeah i i kind of excuse it though because it plays into why dark side wants to go to earth that's true because I, I feel like because it's it really if you look at compare the two cuts, it's the same exact story, which I don't know why I thought it was gonna be like remarkably different. I I thought I I thought Dark Side would have a much bigger role oh. in this movie in that we'd see some like maybe some action with him. Oh, like he's in the main plot. Yeah, okay, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, because they really like hyped him up yeah. in the trailers. So yeah, I, true. Show, showed up so many times. Yeah. Talk, yep, flexing about how great. to kill so people. I was yeah. really excited to see, like, what they would do with him, but... I don't know. I guess we'll have to... We'll have to... We'll have to wait and see what uh, DC... What DC does next. Yep. With the Justice League. I will say, though, they hot, they amped up the gore. In this oh, movie. yeah. It wasn't, like, super... It wasn't, like, Logan... No, or, no, no. Like, Deadpool kind of gore, but, like... It was, like, damn. They, they kind of... They pushed it they a bit. They improved. It's just in that in that that uh, that battle scene I was talking about when uh, um, Ares like chops uh, <laughs> he does the Thor move yeah, on, on uh, step on uh, that he did on Thanos but it was Dark Side like just yeah, tears dude. into his shoulder you see all this blood going I was like wow I wasn't ex- wow I didn't expect I wasn't expecting that yeah but quick question do you think like Dark Side died and they resurrected him I don't know too much about the lore behind I don't, that I don't, think he, I don't think he got killed I just I just I just, I just think yeah got, you're like, right he, he just took a really long nap after he got his ass whooped just like yeah. hey, I'm just gonna rest it out now I'm, I'm bleeding a lot but I can rest it out yeah like I think I, wa- I watched some of the action like some of the action scenes from the original cut like and they made some like they got improved like the, the chase scene when Steppenwolf crashes uh, Themyscira oh, to go for the yeah. first mother box. Like, I think, I thought the scene was, it really felt like that scene was like a tag team, like almost like a, a t- pass, trying to pass the mother box between each yeah. person trying to get it away from Steppenwolf. 
it really felt like a race almost. Yeah, like I, I like the suspense that you incorporate into this. It felt very much like, I don't know, was a Mission Impossible esque kind of suspension where you're like on the edge of your seat, like, oh, maybe he's not going to get it. Yeah, like, kind of remind me of. Uh, Maybe just thinking of this because the, the Amazons also use whips, but kind of like some scenes from Indiana Jones, where it's like he, a lot of times the thing with Indiana Jones, is like he just he barely escapes with his life, and mm-hmm. it's kind of I've kind of found a similar thing with that chase scene. It's like they barely just get the mother box away from Steppenwolf. Yeah, I thought, in general, just the whole look of the movie I think is way better. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you look at, like, it's like that, especially the finale, just in the original cut or just all this like super saturated orange oh it's just it's disgusting just look gross yeah it, it looked it looked like sa- a, oversaturated the color, te- color temperature was way off the, it looked like a unicorn threw up on the film <laughs> oh yeah I, I much prefer the look of this movie i and i know i i was complaining about the th- uh the three by four aspect ratio when we first saw it and it turned and I read I read into this a little, a little bit more. It's actually that's the aspect ratio they use for uh, IMAX. Oh, they wanted an IMAX. Which I told you so. It's been. I haven't seen any movies in IMAX in a while. I think I've seen Man of Steel, and that's about it. Last I think last movie I saw in IMAX was Dunkirk, but oh, that was that was a, that was a couple years ago. Oh, God, I, I want to see Dunkirk so badly. Bring movie theaters back, please. Just, just bring them back. Babe. But it turns out it's not. It's not like with a three by four aspect ratio. It's not like they cut the sides of the movie mm-hmm. to make it shorter. They just expanded the top and bottom, so you get oh. more of the top. You get more of the top and lower frame nice. of the image. It's not like you're losing anything. So okay, thought, looking back, I just I on the TV it did. It, it just looks smaller on TV, but you know I don't complain too much because you know as long as you're. St- you're seeing what you're supposed to see. I'm not complaining. If it was widescreen, it's like I can't fully see the action that's supposed to be displayed, and I have a bit of a problem with that. But yeah. the way they displayed it was they showed everything they were supposed to show. It was small, but acceptable. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not like... Uh, if you, like if you're watching it like on your phone, like a laptop, it might not look great, but if you're watching yeah. it on like a big TV, I think. I think. Definitely. If anyone... Maybe watch it on your computer, even. It yeah. probably won't look awful. And, like, some, one, of the, one of the other action scenes I really liked, too, was, like, the, um, the one when they introduced Wonder Woman and, like, those terrorists about to blow up mm-hmm. the bank. Oh, like, I, but, dude, the CGI in that looks so poopy. They're, they're like, like, the bodies, did you notice how fake they look when, like, Wonder Woman is just, like, going bap, bap, bap? With... Yeah, I, I've never, like the, whole, like, the whole stylized slow motion thing that Zack Snyder does, I've never been that big of that big of a fan on oh like, yeah i i don't like it because it worked for the flash it worked for flash because like it's a part of like the speed force yeah yeah how, because it's like how he perceives everything how, outside yeah. it's not like when he, he it's not like when he's running everything just goes by so fast it's more it's just like for for him time slows down and he's just yeah. running normally I think that's a very unique way of, of proceeding about with the Speed Force, but, you know, they kind of do that with Quicksilver, but I feel like when they do it with Quicksilver, it's more of, oh, hey, yeah, let's make him look cool, because, like, Quicksilver owns that style where he's so smooth of everything he does. Like, if you remember uh, X-Men Apocalypse, where he's 
you know, saving everyone, throw them out the building. Save the entire uh, <laughs> Xavier School for the Gifted and not one thank you. Yeah, exactly. They've been... Oh, oh my God. They gave Quicksilver the shaft lately. Yeah, I know. They didn't give... WandaVision. Get... Yeah, yeah. Ugh. But going back to that the Wonder Woman scene, I know it's like the way she like moves. It's the same... It's a very similar way in which they portrayed how like the Kryptonians moved in Man of Steel where you just see them just like just like yeah jump to another position and ha- happens really quick ha- has like that impact true is re- is really cool oh, I get what you're talking about I I'm glad they did not do like fights in the air because I feel like that's uh not well portrayed because when you want to have a powerful fight you usually want to portray it by your surrounding environment so let's say I don't know Superman punches Steppenwolf really hard against the building and you see the building collapse, that shows how strong uh, Superman is. But when you're having to find the air and you just see a guy being propelled throughout the air, it's not exciting. There's it's, no scale. There's no scale. So I'm glad they didn't incorporate that from Man of Steel or, yeah, Man of Steel, Shazam, do that, but not here. It's just, yeah, and it's like, it's kind of it's just, it's hard to portray like action scenes, action scenes between. Between like characters that are so powerful, they can do anything. Mm-hmm. Like trying to keep it so it like it shows you how powerful they are, but doesn't just like doesn't look like a whole just CGI just vomit fest. Oh yeah, oh the CGI in that movie kind of it didn't work sometimes. Like it worked for the majority of the time with Steppenwolf because he's a walking piece of CGI. Yeah, and so you have to you know get the best render out of him, the best amount of you know precision for the cgi but for uh design wise for the parademons i thought did not look good because i I want them to look more threatening like more i liked how they looked in the vision uh bruce wayne has at the end oh they looked they looked more like an insect oh yeah that looked cool yeah without any mouths or whatever they looked you know i like the uh more focus on how monstrous they look but here it's just they look more like you know, people with gray the skin. Engineers from yeah. Team Fortress <laughs> Engineers from Team Fortress 2. <laughs> you know, with, the, with the goggles? Like, oh, dude, God, yeah. Just give him a hard hat. Yeah, give him a hard hat. Wrench. Yep, that hey. was just... Hey, new DLC pack for, for Team Fortress 2. <laughs> Parademon. Dude, they're finally going to Par- get that. Parademon skin for Parademon skin. <laughs> yep, another long line of TF2 minor updates and bug fixes. Yeah, uh, I guess I, I do. I want. I want to touch. I definitely want to touch on Cyborg. Okay, yeah, let's go. I definitely think he definitely got the shortest end of the stick in the yeah. original cut. I I really did not give a shit. Yeah, he about. was just there. He was just there to explain how stuff works. Yeah, just ex like an exposition, just dump. And if I'm being honest, like emotionally, I didn't really resonate with Cyborg in this one. A whole lot. I just I understood where he was coming from more, mm-hmm. especially his the re- the relationship with his father, and that how My father he, the, his really big, <laughs> uh, football game he didn't show up. So that's and then yeah, that's actually yeah incorporated from the mo- comic. Yeah, his mom dying in the car crash and him trying to bring him back to life. Mm. I th- that I think his relationship with his dad definitely was fleshed out, a lot better. Yeah, and I think that. I like how, I mean, both the mother dies and Vic has to go through that horrible, you know, just 
disfiguration because that really sets up for the reason the father wants to bring Vic back is because he's literally like the last piece of family has left and it feels, and you actually see like the emotional toll it takes on Victor's father and then the lengths he'll go to to activate the mother box and then transform Cyborg into what he is and just, yeah, I like how Cyborg then looks into his powers. He, you know, explores himself. He understands how he works and when he's helping that woman with a small amount of cash in her bank yeah, account. Yeah, that was cool. Like, yeah. Kind of opening up all these like different things he can do. Imagine, like, imagine just be able to just tap into anyone's bank account and see like, okay, here's a couple hundred thousand dollars. That was cool. And yeah. uh, I think and him like the way he has to like when he's like interfacing with the mother boxes too I found I feel like that also brought it made the mother boxes I think more interesting as well because it almost felt like the mother boxes were just were were more of like a living thing oh yeah as well I, I like I like how they incorporated that because for a while it felt like the mother boxes were just plot devices that are used to just propel the story yeah, forward it still f- kind of feels like that too because like by the end the mother boxes were kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Because, like, at the end when Darkseid says, like, we're going to go get the anti-life equations, like, <laughs> we'll use the old ways. The old ways. Yeah, we'll or use just, public transit to get yeah, there. Yeah. And it turns out, I, I assume if they do continue, but just wherever the second Justice League is, it's going to be, like, it's going to be the invasion. Yep. Like, if by, there was a by, Justice League dark side. I don't know if Justice League 2 is going to happen. Yeah. I think HBO might actually pick up pick it up, actually. It seems entirely possible because close enough, um, the uh, regular show, spinoff series, whatever you want to call it, was supposed to be shown on TBS, but... Yeah. And then instead, uh, you know, after main delays, I think HBO just decided to pick up the show and just show it off there. Yeah, yeah, I think... Yeah, I want to get to the... Uh the whole state of, like, the film industry at the end, but... Mm-hmm. Cyborg and also, like, Flash, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, I do, I, we definitely have to talk about Flash. Major improvement on his character and yeah. purpose. He's more than comic relief now, at least. That is his character, which makes sense. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you ever watch, like, the CW show or... The anime series? Yeah. Like, he's, like, he brings sort of that, that lighthearted element. Hmm. Yeah. to that. I just think in the original cut they just they they just really just completely went overboard with it. Yeah, in the, in the original cut he was just there for a goose and laughs and he was just always falling on his ass. Yeah. It, it just felt like they in the finale he was just like his his role was he pushed that fam that truck with the family on in a way. And and in, in this <laughs> movie he saves the whole... He saves Earth. He saves yeah, the world. Yeah, he saves everyone. Yeah, you like, messes around with time, which is something, you know, that's been alluded to earlier on in the film because yeah. it's like, you know, I can go really fast, but that can mess with the laws of time. Yeah, and but, there, was, there was that, that scene from uh, Batman v Superman where Batman yeah. has a vision and then the Flash comes to him. like, Lois, Lois is the key. Yeah, dude. It's a, it's a key to everything. I think his, I think his arc, especially... Um, burying his dad I think actually gets like drawn out a little bit more too. yeah it comes through a little bit here it's the same scene but I just think they added a couple extra pieces of dialogue 
and moments between them in that scene that I think really kind of flashes mm-hmm. them out more. But, yeah, he... Because in the finale, Darkseid, like, wins for a second. The unity happens. It, the thing, like, blows up. Yep. Pretty much. And then Barry... Basically, he runs back in time, pretty much, and stops it. Mm-hmm. I don't... Yeah... I, th- I find it interesting. I don't know how else they could have portrayed him going back in time, but the way they did it was interesting with the void and then everything coming back together. Yeah. But it's just like, I guess, yeah, he narrates it because they still want to focus on slow-mo because how are you going to portray him going faster than the speed of light on camera? Yeah, that, that's where I think the, the slow-mo works. Yeah, yeah. I think it works there well. And it was, I like the effect where it's like when he was running back to touch the... The mother boxes you see all like you see like Superman re- rematerialize you see Cyborg rematerialize I, th- I thought that was a cool effect yeah I like I like you know it's like metal come back and then like a little bit of flesh on his face yeah yeah it was cool but I guess kind of transitions into uh into Superman I'm digging I'm digging black suit I'm Superman. digging the suit it's a callback to when Superman was resurrected after being killed by Doomsday in the original comics I still don't understand the purpose of it is he like grieving over his own death or something I don't I don't know I just it's just it's just it's more badass yeah. my, I'm not mm. like you're probably more familiar with like the comic world than I am but yeah. I just I mean it's just a style choice honestly yeah I feel like they just wanted to present how, you know, he's back, but he's somewhat changed after, you know, freaking dying. I can't imagine how anyone will come back alive being like, oh, hello, I'm alive again. Okay, let's do it. Superman, after being killed, doesn't know who he is. And Lois is the anchor that drags him back into reality after basically just becoming another Zod and unleashing his wrath or whatever onto everyone else. Because I remember when they said, like, Lois is the key. I, I, yeah. I thought that was, like, to bring Superman back. Same here. But apparently, based off the uh, the vision Batman has at the end, it still looks happens. like she has a more, like, a bigger role. Yeah, I think because it's been talked about in the Injustice uh, comic books because in that one, Joker tricks Superman into killing Lois Lane mm-hmm. through some sort of chemicals that he made to make Lois Lane look like Doomsday so you know, Superman propels Doomsday into our space, but in reality, he killed Lois and their unborn child, which, you know, freaking mentally traumatizes him and leads him to become like this fascist Superman that's somewhat portrayed in Nightmare Vision. Mm -hmm. But it's, it looks like Doomsday is the one that kills Lois or someone else that Superman's holding in his arms because in Nightmare, they elude to Batman essentially being the one responsible for Lois dying. Yeah, I think they hinted they hinted at that mm-hmm. at, the, at the end. Yeah, but I don't know. He's really OP. <laughs> I loved the when scene, the axe comes yeah, down, just hits the shoulder like just fucking like it's yep. fucking nothing. Then blows the axe. Ba-boom. Yeah. And, and he was like the, the little the little ice breath and the shadows. And yeah, it was cool. So neat. But uh, yeah, I, I I like Superman showing up at the last minute because honestly, if he showed up any earlier, it would kind of ruin the tension that was going on because Steppenwolf is about the Rex Cyborg stuff. Yeah, because I noticed like the one thing I 
they, they took out of this cut and like was like the whole like turmoil they had about bringing uh, Superman back because mm-hmm. in uh, the original cut when like Bruce was like talking about bringing Superman back like Wonder Woman in particular was very much against it and they had this whole conflict between the two and I, and I just I just it just felt like bringing back Superman and the Snyder cut it felt kind of abrupt in my opinion, hmm. it just I didn't feel like there's as much weight to the to the decision as it was in the original cut. Like in the original cut, the I guess like the gravity of what they were gonna do. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Back the most powerful being. Yeah, I mean, on Earth, yeah. bringing him back, not knowing what might happen. Will he still remember who he is? You know, will or will he just go bat shit insane and just wreck everything as <laughs> right. like he did for the first couple minutes when he was brought back? I do like the part though when they're all fighting him, and then Flash does like does the speed force thing, and then you see like Superman like get a look at him. <laughs> and you see Flash is like, oh shit, oh no, and then yep, apparently yeah, apparently the uh, Ben Parker made a little cameo on the memorial walls. Like, you could see, if you were paused at a certain spot, you could see, like, Ben Parker's name on the memorial. On, let me quickly see it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Your name was on that wall, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. I fucking died in that movie. Yeah, so if in the ne- or in our next podcast, if, if I'm the only one talking, you'll know. And Andrew didn't make it. Yeah, guys, guys, just don't tell him, you know. It'll ruin his self-esteem. It'll ruin the dynamic between the podcast because you can't just have a podcast by yourself. Yeah. Yep, yep. A voice inside your head is better than no one. Yeah, but I still, going back to that scene, like when Lois came back, I just, I just still feel like they don't really know what to do with Lois Lane. I feel like she's just kind of there to be sad that, <sighs> Superman, yeah. has, that Superman has died. Her character arc is, I left my draw because I'm sad, and now I'm going to go visit one more time, and then conveniently, uh, Superman is resurrected the same time she goes there. I think, I think she did more in the original cut because her, her like I guess yeah. her sort of quote unquote arc in the original was like coming back, going back to the uh, Daily Planet and start writing again, mm-hmm. writing about writing about superheroes, and they they cut that out from the that's not in the Snyder cut. Yeah. She basically like, oh, Superman sad and Superman dead, me sad. Mm, and then he comes me back. Sad. And then, like Lois, like he brings, she brings Superman back. And then they just kind of forget about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt like she was just there to drive the plot forward. Another mother bucks, but Lois Lane is a bit more than that because she's, you know, literally Superman's, you know partner one of the like one of the few people who knows like who is all his, his who his identity is yeah he's the only one that knows like he's a freaking alien of all things though i guess i don't know how does no one guess that clark kent is superman it's just like the glasses emit some sort of smoke screen or something they know. make him look that different i just i suspend my disbelief with that one and probably the base. I, I do think we should, we should talk about Martian Manhunter. Uh yeah, Definitely. I did not like the CGI on him. He I don't I don't like it. He looks kind of janky. 
Not gonna lie. Ugh, yeah. I felt like... Yeah, I felt like maybe briefly show his form. They kind of do that. They, like, show him more as, you know, taking over different people than briefly show him as a uh, alien. But it felt like they could have done with, like, practical effects, like some practical makeup, because the fact that he was entirely made of CGI was a little bit underwhelming for bringing in someone well-known as Martian Manhunter. Yeah, especially, like, if you watch, like, the Justice League show animated show or if you've seen like the cw like yeah. any of the cw shows like supergirl <laughs> oh man his his cgi i think was even worse than supergirl yeah, not, in all honesty not look great i just the scene with him coming to bat coming to bruce wayne at the end i honestly thought completely unnecessary mm, we didn't need martian manhunter he's just like i like the little cam like the little i guess cameos of what we get when mm-hmm. the was it when lois or the, the general uh, yeah. visited Lois Lane? Yeah. And then turned... No, no, no. No, no, no. He Mar- was, Martha. He was Martha. Martha and then, visited Lois. Then, and then he transformed to the general. We saw, we saw the, her eyes glow and yeah. turned back to the general and turned yeah. into the Marshman. No, 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 I think, no. I think he should have just left it at that, in my opinion. Yeah. Honestly, just maybe, but I felt like they didn't need him. It was just... Yeah. Well, I don't know. Because he did makes it did make sense why the general did what he did, why he wanted to be involved with the mother mother boxes as much as possible, learn more about the uh, Kryptonian ship and all that business. Because Martian Manhunter, as he says, he has a stake in the world and he wants to fight for it, so he wants to join the Justice League. But what I thought was going to happen was he's going to join the final fight. But yeah, th- yeah. yeah how the hell are you going to incorporate the, another character? If we were going to introduce Martian Manhunter again, that will be more slow-mo clips of him doing whatever. But I felt like Martian Manhunter deserves a film of his own. I don't know. I like him. Yeah. The only, like, background I know from the Martian Manhunter is what we saw in, like, the CW shows. And I don't know how closely that ties in (sighs) with the comics. But I just think, like... Like, it was kind of weird when Martian, when the Martian Manhunter showed up at uh, Bruce Wayne's house. He looks so... Like, Bruce Wayne was like, hi. Like, <laughs> I, like his reaction just kind of... It took me out of it. I thought he'd be like, who, like, who the fuck is this green alien? Uh, I know. he. It's kind of how Batman would react. Just nonchalant. Just like, can I help you? Yeah. I mean, he, I guess he, he's seen it all at this point. Yeah, yeah. he had a dream where he was in the future, post-apocalyptic future, and the day before that, he was just fighting a yeah. giant metal alien creature. I guess we should talk about that, that ending sequence. Yes, we should. We live in a society. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I hated that laugh so much. Like, how, how do you even, like produce that yeah it's it's a little less toned down it's a little more toned down than suicide squad but mm. it's still i don't know i think I, he has the potential jared leto has the potential to be a really solid joker he I, just, I just don't has the mannerisms it's, it's gonna take i think it's gonna take some time before i think he really grows into his own yeah I'm, i am curious like what let what leads like Joker and the Batman to team up. To team up. Yeah, I think it's well. If I remember correctly, yeah. In Injustice, Superman is the one that kills the Joker after he realizes that oh no, the Joker killed made me kill 
Lois, so he just punches a hole in Joker, yeah. kind of starting the downward spiral into fascist Superman. But then you get, you know, he's there. So, like, what's going on there? I feel like what's interesting is when Joker says, you need me to unfix all this. Uh, yeah. And their rea- interactions, Batman and Joker, were solid, in my opinion. I feel like seeing them together was very interesting and like there's a cool dialogue between them yeah. just knowing now that it's a, it's a dream sequence it kind of doesn't mean Ugh. doesn't really mean anything to me yeah. anymore I thought it was just going to be I thought Nightmare was going to have its own part like you know what I mean yeah. not just like a small couple minutes scene like, in an epilogue like that's where I thought like because we originally thought that like they were going to break up uh, the Snyder Cut into like its own section it is like in the movie yeah. it's like chapter markers or chapter yeah yeah kind of like a Quentin, yeah. Quentin Tarantino film yeah with uh, I think it was the Hateful Eight right on mm. Netflix they broke it up ha- Hateful Eight uh, let's see I think yeah yeah a lot of his movies they have chapter markers yeah Kill Bill I thought they were gonna like, actually separate it like within like if you go to like, HBO Max and you look at it it's gonna have four different oh, yeah. episodes I yeah. thought that's what they were gonna do that's what I wanted to oh I think the Pizza Man's here I think we should wait for him to stand outside the door yeah but um what was i gonna say about uh with what were we talking about yeah yeah the pizza man broke our vibe (laughs) (laughs) oh wait no we're talking about uh the the bat okay batman's vision yes in that, I think you were. I think you mentioned something that you thought the Joker might have been. Oh, Jason, might have right. been Jason Todd. Yeah. So, okay. If you remember um, that little series about Batman Beyond, where Batman Next Generation is going on, and Bruce Wayne's training the next Batman, mm-hmm. they have a movie about that. I don't remember the name of the movie, but what happens is that Joker is back, and it's like, yeah, it's like the Joker essentially, but. It's instead the Joker trains Jason Todd in the past. He kidnaps Jason Todd and instead of, you know, beating him with a crowbar in this version, he psychologically tortures him and makes him into like a miniature Joker, like a son. And then that's what I think was going to happen here Hmm. because. But it wouldn't I realize now it wouldn't make too much sense because Batman is like. Oh, I'm going to freaking kill you, dude. But yeah. the thing is, I think that would be, I don't know, it would be a little bit of a weird twist, honestly, but how would that work? Because I feel like if, like, would Jason Todd just be, if he were to turn into the Joker, would he just be Jason Todd with Joker makeup? Or if he were to be changed into Joker, would he, like, have his physical appearance changed through chemicals? I don't know. You could go down the rabbit hole of fan theories, but it's, it's just... It's just my two cents on what could possibly happen artistically wise. I feel like you could have some interesting dynamics between a Jason Todd Joker and Batman. Yeah. I think if that scene, that Bat Vision scene that Batman has actually is what ends up happening and down the line. I'm curious like what happens like obviously Aquaman's not there according mm-hmm. to what's her name? Amber Heard uh Mira. Yeah, the yeah, the Queen. Queen of Atlantis, whatever. The Queen. Apparently, Aquaman 
is dead. Yeah, Aquaman's dead. Wonder Woman's dead. Wonder Woman's not there either. Well, you see in the vision, like, her burning in the giant pit of fire with two coins on her eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> so, I don't know. I really hope that's not, like... My guess it'll be kind of, a, like, a different version of that mm-hmm. where everyone's there. But... I don't know, I kind of I wish they left the meme part <laughs> I wanted them to have it there but oh god you live they, in a society they did it for the meme they did it yeah. for the publicity I oh my gosh I love how Zack Snyder describes his experience as if it's like the most beautiful thing in the world it's like when I heard Jen, Jared Leto do that ad lib of saying we live in a society line that was just so beautiful to me yeah <laughs> oh man that's true I guess yeah I don't know. Is I wonder if Jared Leto is like aware of the meme. I think we'll have to have him on the podcast sometime to ask him about yeah, that. Yeah, sure. We can get we can get Jared Leto on for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. We can do it after we do our uh, big ad with Old Spice. We're going to be there. We're going to have our own weird Old Spice where we show off our ripped muscles and all that, like Terry Crews. While we play Red Shadow Legends. Yes. <laughs> I guess like. <laughs> I guess to wrap up the movie, huh? the last scene was with uh, Martian Manhunter, right? Yeah, yeah. Because there were there were a couple moments where like, it kind of had that like sort of like, wasn't as satisfying, but it, like kind of return like Return of the King s ending where it's like there's it like multiple endings. I thought yeah. like when the battle's over, you see the justice, all the members of the Justice League standing together and there's that shot that pans over like pans across them i thought they would end it there same here but since that no we got a couple couple more scenes apparently cyborg can like make i mean i guess he can because he can manipulate technology and anyway once he makes that recorder like yeah reassemble after he smashed was that like magnets or some crap i don't know i don't know magic voodoo bs but get we get to see like what his dad said to him Yep, kind yep. of, kind of flesh that out a little bit more as well. Yeah, dude, I, I like the ending. I, I wish we can get more of what Zack Snyder wants because it's kind of like Avengers. Avengers was not the best Avengers film, the first one. I felt like the best Avengers film was Infinity War because of all the buildup with characters interacting with each other, and that was the climax. I want to see like a Zack Snyder version of Infinity War. I think that would be cool. I just think that's going to take time because mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. The Marvel, it, the Marvel, Iron Man One was released in two thousand eight. Avengers Endgame is twenty nineteen. They've had over ten years to really build out these characters. Like like a portal scene like from Endgame would not work right now. No, with, well, the, with the I'm, DC characters. We have a multiverse, though. It's true, but we haven't developed those characters out yet. Yeah, we, yeah. The yeah. reason why the portal scene in Avengers game works because like we we're, we're emotionally invested in these right. characters. We've seen them in all these movies now. So seeing all of them come together for mm-hmm. this this final battle was like it was amazing. Yeah, and I want to see that happen. It might take another ten years. I would love to see that with the DC characters. Oh, yeah, it just, it's going to take. It just. I just think they just need time. Oh, definitely they just need to flesh them out more. Yeah, but I feel like 
you can't quite do it well now because they introduced dark side so early on with that's, Thanos. That's true. He was sprinkled in there and after credit scenes and then he had some more parts in other yeah, movies. gradually you kind of yeah. bring him in. And then he finally comes in and it makes sense and it feels more threatening that way because of that slow introduction. Yeah. Cuz think like cuz Marvel they 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 finished with the like the Infinity War saga. Like mm-hmm. with that whole era era Marvel's done. They moved, they're moving on to other things now. I feel like this is really DC, like DC's opportunity to, it's their ca- time. to catch up to catch up to Marvel. Yeah, it's their way. time. I feel so, yeah. I guess where do you where do you, I guess what do you think DC should go from here? I think that they should continue this art style because I feel like for so long DC has had a divided um, narrative they want to tell. You have Shazam, which is more cheerful, bright, has more to do more with like, family. Yeah, more like the, kind of like the Marvel yeah. side. Yeah, I would take my I would take a kid to go see that, but then you get like dark, gritty films like uh Bat- Batman v Superman and at this point Justice League Snyder Cut is in that category as well. And then you have some really fun, interesting artistic choices like Wonder Woman. Yeah. I feel like they should just go pick one narrative and just run with it like they did that with Marvel it was it was like a roller coaster make sure you have a vision I think is so important it's mm-hmm. definitely because like why why Marvel like why those movies worked because there was a clear like even though stylistically the movies were all like they were different but there was one clear overarching like vision that they had they tried they were executing over all those movies I think mm-hmm. if they want the DC DCU to to succeed they need. They better have a plan. Mm. I think right now, because I think what 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 DC like other like movies are coming out soon. I think they're working on Suicide Squad too. Yeah. Right now we got Robert Pattinson's Batman, which looks. I, I'm excited oh, for that. I'm really excited. I am. Can't wait to review I'm that. For that. Well, do you know who's playing the Riddler in that movie? Uh, I can't remember. I, I well, if I were you see his face, I would remember because it's like I know uh, Colin Farrell is going to be playing Penguin because I see his face, but oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who plays Riddler. I'm I'm excited for that. It looks. I think it has. It's like a, it's kind of like a mix between like the the Christopher Nolan and like the more action heavy like kind of comic book like bat flick. Yeah, Batman. So I think I think Robert Pattinson. I think he'll bridge the gap. It's going to be the darkest one yet, in my opinion. Yeah. The way everything's portrayed, I, I, I'll even go ahead and say Batman's going to lose this one. It, maybe. It, it looks maybe, like maybe he, they'll bring in. I don't know if they'll bring in like Robin, and Jason Todd, or not. Uh, we'll I don't want any Robin in this because I feel like it'll kind of ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> but that—that's just my thing. So, for Justice League, I don't. I haven't heard anything. If they have any plans for Justice League Two, or if. Zack Snyder has shown any interest in coming back for that. I don't think so. It seems like he just wanted to tell the story and just kind of just leave it. Well, the fans are going to bring are going to will it back like they do with Snyder Cut. Yeah, I mean, when was the last time? I don't I can't remember the last time like the fans just like screamed for something. I have never seen that before because it's like, you know, Hollywood likes to shoot down people's dreams. They have given <laughs> They've shafted everyone's dreams. I can go into Star Wars and how much they screwed that up. But, you know, that's just Twitter being Twitter. And 
people that control Disney don't quite know what people want. They, it's just, it's just a matter of story versus having a specific narrative to have your agenda shown. But what's important is you incorporate a story that everyone likes. That's the entire point of making a freaking movie is just making you're showing a story that you want to show. Everyone likes it. Yeah. I just think like right now it was kind of the perfect storm for the Snyder Cut. You had COVID shutting down all the movie theaters, mm-hmm. you know, H like HBO and just all, all these streaming services really just kind of blew up during quarantine because like that's all people could. Yeah. That's, that's the only option people had to watch if you <laughs> wanted to watch anything. Yes, Zack Snyder bioengineered the COVID so he could release the Snyder <laughs> yeah. Cut. <laughs> yeah. So I'm ex- I'm excited what like stream like streaming now can do for film mm-hmm. like to really allow directors to really kind of build out their vision of what their movie is because with theatrical releases they ha- I mean they have they were pushing it with Avengers Endgame releasing it like th- making it three hours long so yeah, I had to I had to hold my bladder for the longest time <laughs> oh yeah definitely me too so I'm, 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 I'm just excited where you have both of these options now streaming and because I think movie theaters will still always have a place, I think, for a lot of people. Going to the theater and seeing it in person, like in person, I think that that will always be here. But I'm excited to where I'm excited for where streaming will be able to go in terms of showing artistic film, film creators being to really yeah. sort of flesh out their vision. Absolutely. I feel like you'll still get an audience for no matter what setting you have, but at that point you have to ask yourself how long can a movie go until it's too long even yeah. even when streaming it felt oh it felt it felt like a struggle it felt like climbing a mountain because even though i had all the time in the world to do it to watch this movie it still was, took a bit of energy to get through it because it's like watching a movie over the course of 3 days is a bit of a risk if yeah. you will it's like how trying much to, trying to stay engaged yeah, how much of a fan base how strong a fan base do you need to dedicate them to watching that for such a long time yeah I well, feel like it would have how even a miniseries could have worked as well yeah maybe that's what Zack Snyder will do he will start a Justice League show who knows that'd be cool yeah with this oh my gosh imagine that like with IMAX effects just like a TV show with that kind of style would be so cool that'd be cool well I think I pretty much kind of gotten out, gotten out everything I wanted to say about it. I guess we should do a wrap up. Yeah. For so I guess o- overall, like, how would you how you feel about it? Um, you know what? I thought it was good. I feel like I'll give it a score of seven point five out of ten because, you know, yes, yeah, probably same thing. Yeah, I was thinking like seven seven and a half out of ten is kind of where I thought. Yeah. Like, be- once I after I watched it, I will say just as a brief. Uh, I guess accumulation of what I believe is that the reason I gave it the score I do is because the wrong time way too freaking long uh, I feel like there were characters in there that could have been fleshed out a little bit more but it was because of this time constraint yeah. it's just based given the, the runtime of this movie I, I don't think it brought as much as yeah. I was expecting to it same here like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy it exists though. I'm happy mm-hmm. that it's cool to see like the fans have this much power now, and that 
studios are willing to invest in something like this. So, I don't know if I'll watch it again like, Probably in the immediate not. future, but uh, it's something yeah. I might revisit. Yeah. Uh, I might revisit down the line. Definitely. Same same thing. Yep. I, I'll watch it sometime when I have nothing better to do. Yeah. All right, I guess uh, we'll wrap it up for this episode. Okay. Uh, thank you all. Thank you all for listening at home. Uh, we'll keep everyone updated as to our next episode. We've got a lot of exciting uh, oh, yeah. things coming out. we got uh, Kong, Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm-hmm. Captain Falcon, Falcon, Falcon and the Winter, Winter Sol- Soldier. Falcon, Winter Soldier. Um, fucking how the... Yeah, uh, yeah. No Time to one. Die. Oh, James Craig's Bond. Last James uh, Bond, Black Widow. So Black Widow. We got, yep. we got, a, we got a lot of uh, exciting uh, things to talk about yes, in the future. Stay tuned. So, We're going to have yeah. some special guests sometime. Maybe yeah. we'll have uh, Michael Jackson on. I'm, I'm thinking of getting uh, J.K. Rowling on to talk about the <laughs> uh, Fantastic Beast trilogy that she's kind of helping out on. Did Grindelwald and Dumbledore have a thing for <gasps> each other? Oh, mm. Mm, steamy. Right. I'm going to go back and listen to this and uh, realize how mu- how uh, what a pile of dog shit it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's our first one. So, uh, thank yeah, thank you guys Love for ba- bearing with us. <laughs> yeah, We're going to be doing much better after this. Where we'll prove, we'll take criticism, we'll do whatever we can to make this the best thing possible, okay? Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you all for watching and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Yep. Bye.